Hey, while we're at it, let's go ahead and put our hands together and welcome our online family. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We send you blessings from Gaithersburg, Maryland, the great Mecca. Wow, the Berg. It is so good to, to be in the Lord's presence with each of you. Um, we are on day 21 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Come on, put your hands together for that. Yes, you made it. Maybe, you're, maybe you have two or three or seven more days to go. Maybe you started late. It's all good. You know, we're going to be thinking about you today as we eat dinner and as we enjoy. Because <laughs> honestly, it ends after church. So the, the super spiritual people, you're going to eat in the morning, but it, it's all good. I'm, I'm eating at noon, so uh, <laughs> it's all good. You know, and Jesus loved to eat. Look at me. I'm putting it on Jesus, right? He, he did. He, you know, you read the Gospels. That brother was always eating. He was doing something. So don't be too spiritual. So some people are too spiritual to be any earthly good, right? So um, we don't want to be that deep. Um, I want to give us an opportunity. Um, I want you to prepare your mind and heart real quick for this moment, an opportunity to worship God through our giving. And so there are a few ways that you can give here at Highlight Church. And that's number one. We've given you a, a connection packet there, and we have an envelope we've provided. So you can give in person via envelope and, um, you know, just fill out your basic information and all that good stuff. But also you can go online to our website at highlight.church invest. You can give there. Very user-friendly. We also have the Church Center app where you can search the church, and it's easy to give there. As well, you can text 84321, any amount to 84321. You can set up recurring giving so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, we know at the top of every, at the top of every uh, a pay, payday, we always put the church right there at the top of every payday. And uh, we, we've been doing that now for, for eight years. Um, we did it as friends, 10 years, but when we got married, almost eight years now. And so um, we've just seen the Lord move. He's faithful. And so your church is a generous church, and we did some cool things through the holidays and throughout the new year, and um, now we're getting ready for Highlight the City Week again at the end of February, and so um, we'll be out serving our city in very practical ways. We take an entire week to serve with multiple partnerships and multiple organizations, and it's a time where we get together and we throw on these amazing shirts that have shine on the back of them. And we just share the love of God in our city and throughout our county. Come on, let's celebrate that. That is so good. And so um, I actually think in the history of our church, we are approaching around $150,000 um, giving in, in within four years. And so um, God is doing so much, so much through you all. So uh, let's pray over the offering and we'll get into the message. I won't be long today. And so um, I promise. Um, so, yeah, let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord for the opportunity and the means to give. Lord, we know that none of it belongs to us. It all belongs to you. And all you ask for is faith and you ask for trust. And we thank you for your principle, the tithe, that when we put you first in our, in our giving, Lord, you're going to show up. We cannot outgive you. God, for those who are in a season of lack, God, we pray that you would provide. 
We pray that you would open up doors, Lord, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing and resource upon their lives. So, God, we're going to receive this offering and we're going to continue to use it to change lives and to spread the good news of Jesus in our city, in our county, and all across the DMV. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. We celebrate giving. We can clap. We're the happy clappies around here. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you need a blessing, right? Anyone need a blessing? Show of hands. Some of y'all are super blessed. Okay, I see you. Uh, I'm sitting next to you. Um, but sometimes you need a blessing, and, and today I'm on an assignment to bless you. Uh, we've had some pretty good talks throughout this series, and uh, I believe, honestly, I don't know, I think Trifecta has easily crept up into my top three um, all-time series. And so um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bless you and be, be light today. And uh, so just open your hearts. We are a note-taking church, so I uh, pray that you brought a notepad and, and you got your, your phones ready. And so we're going to jump right here to First Chronicles um, chapter 4. But before we get into that, um, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read the Bible, you, you hit certain books and certain chapters that um, like to start with lineages. And it's like, um, you know. Ray beget John, and John beget Earl, and Earl beget, these aren't Hebrew names, but I'm just kind of doing what I'm doing, you know, and, and that's a part of the issue, too, is they're, they're Hebrew names, you know what I mean, so it's like, number one, how do you say this, and number two, I'm already exhausted, so, um, Lord, I read my Bible today, uh, bless me, you know, and so you just kind of fall asleep, here's a, here's a terrible idea, a terrible thing you can do, never read your Bible before bed. See, y'all being holy right now. You got on holy faces because it will put you to sleep. Even Ogechi here, she loves the Lord, but she just admitted it will put you to sleep. Oh, put your hands together for that. Y'all being too spiritual, too deep. Pastor, I read my Bible every day, all day throughout the day. That's not me. No, I'm just telling you, just keeping it real. I, I personally read mine's first thing in the morning. So that's when I'm, that's when I'm up and the Lord had me at 4 o'clock yesterday, and it was beautiful time together. But I felt it at 7 p.m. Boy, I'm like, whew. But um, you, you get to these books and, 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 and certain chapters, and it's just like, ah, okay, God, like, where's the storyline? Like, give me some excitement. Give me some principles. And in First Chronicles 4, you run into a lineage. And then the Lord chooses to stop in the Word of God, and he, he gives this guy two verses And um, I don't even know if I can say that he's one of my favorite characters because he gets two verses. You don't really know his story. But um, he impressed God enough through his faith to make it in the middle of a a lineage. You know what I mean? And I think that's the kind of faith that God is looking for today. I mean, come on. I think it's pretty standard to, you know, to go to work. Have a social media account, take a vacation, save money, retire, and die. I think that's pretty boring for God. You know what I mean? I think God wants to stir some things up in our lives. You know what I mean? I think God is, the Bible actually says that God is looking for faith in the earth. He's looking for people that he can show himself mighty through in the world. And I just think that Jabez kind of corrected that in his family. 
And so God said, yeah, I'm, I'm about to do some big things through your faith. And it says this here, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, says, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth was so painful. She was very upset when she gave him birth, and she named him Pain. In Jewish uh, culture, uh, the woman had the authority to name the child. And obviously, the only person that could override that was the father. Rarely did the father override this situation, unless you're Jacob. Jacob was a swindler anyway. And so one of his wives, you ought to read it. I mean, the Bible will bless you, though. You ought to read Genesis. One of his wives named his son something. I forget the name. But I just do, I remember Jacob said, nope. We're not going to mark his life with that label. So he named him something that, that God could favor, right? It's, it's very important. I can, I, we can preach something else, but I gotta, we got to get to the end of this service. The scripture, oh my God, I love the Bible. Anyway, and so I'm like, I'm reading Jabez, and I'm like, where did daddy at? Like, you just go let her do that to the man. Okay, it's all good. He probably wasn't there. Whatever. And that's probably what made this guy so special. His dad wasn't there. So whatever. Here it is. Verse 10. He was the one, Jabez, who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble. Watch him. Watch Jabez. And someone finish that. Pain. I love that. I love that. He was labeled something. Life dealt him a bad hand, starting out with his mom. But he had the wherewithal to to know that there was a God who was there, who loved him and who was for him. And he said, you know what, Mom? I love you, but I'm going to bypass you. Dad, I'm going to bypass you, and I'm going to go straight to God. And I'm going to talk to my father who truly loves me. And, and, and this is my favorite part right here at the end. At the end, it says this. And God granted him his request. Come on, put your hands together for that. He bypassed it all and went straight to the Lord. I want to give you a threefold, what we, the message entitled, threefold promise. Threefold promise. Some, some, some of these thoughts just kind of pop out as we read this text, and then we're going to pray. Today's going to be very simple. So here it is. Number one, God heard you. You've been fasting and praying for the past 21 days, seven days, three days. If you've just been coming to church, if you've just been waking up and praying unto the Lord, wherever your situation, I want to encourage you, God heard you. And uh, if you're a parent, you understand this more than, <laughs> than anyone that uh, oftentimes we hear everything our children say, everything, especially when we're around. It's like we don't miss a thing. We may throw them a cold shoulder. We may ignore them. We may say, yeah, leave me alone. I don't want to hear it. Not right now. As you guys would know in our household, Target is a prize thing for Judah. And so that brother starts out the gate every Monday morning on the way to school. Daddy, can we go to Target today? 
Son, you know that Target is every other Friday on payday after we've tithed and honored the Lord. With all, that ain't funny to y'all. After we've honored the Lord. You know that. God first. Target later. God first. Santa later. All right. Target. But it's like, I hear him. I hear him, and I got it. And it's annoying, but, but I hear him. And he, and he just won't, won't stop. And I hear him. And I, I just want to encourage you simply. Once again, today isn't going to be super deep. I want to speak to your heart. I want to speak to you as a real person. Um, 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 God is the same way. He heard you. Whatever you've prayed for this January, I want to encourage you. He's heard you. He's listening. I think where we get caught up, Trevor, is, is that when we speak to God and we ask him for certain things, like he doesn't move immediately. Or he doesn't move in 24 hours. Or he doesn't move in a year. And we misinterpret his inaction as that he didn't hear us. But, but it's not true. He's, he's heard us. He's heard us. As a matter of fact, I love this story here in Acts 10. It says here, in Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, who was the captain of a group of soldiers called the Italian unit. Influential man, rich man, powerful man. Cornelius was a very religious man. He worshiped God, and so did everyone who lived in his house. He had given a lot of money to the poor. Here it is. And was always praying to God. Someone say praying. Prayer is speaking to God, but it's also listening. And we've really tried to put in you during these 21 days, especially during morning prayer, to take some time every day and to talk to God. Simply because he is listening. And it says this here, verse 3. One afternoon, about 3 o'clock, Cornelius had a vision. So visions happen when you are awake. And they're given by the Holy Spirit. Dreams happen when you're asleep. So he's probably at work. He was probably at home. But God gave him a vision. He opened his spiritual eyes. And it says this here. He saw an angel from God coming to him and calling him by name. God knows you by name. Verse 4. Cornelius was surprised and stared at the angel. Then he asked, what is this all about? The angel answered, here it is. God has, someone say this, heard your prayers and knows about your gifts to the poor. Once again, God has heard you. Not complicated, not deep, but profound. God, God, God saw you, you crying. God, even if you didn't say it, the Bible says that Jesus knew the thoughts of all men. So, so Christ knew who to get in relationship with, and he knew who to avoid because he knew men's thoughts. God, even if you didn't say it, God knows your thoughts. He knows your pain. He, he understands your struggle. He, he heard the praise. He heard the concerns. And most importantly, the answer, this is what you got to attach to the fact that he heard it to. The fact is that the answer is on the way. The, the answer is on the way. I'm trying to, t- we, um, at the top of 2020, we always, and we've taught this, this, this season as well. We, uh, we did our prayer journal. How about, uh, day, day 20 yesterday? Just show of hands. Were you online yesterday for prayer? Zoom, man, 
we, we talked about writing it down and how what seems like only a journal today is going to be monumental tomorrow, yeah. right? You're going to look back in 2030 and be like, I wrote all that and all of it actually, all of it happened, right? At the top of 2020, we wrote, as we've always done now for eight years, we wrote, we wrote, we wrote, we wrote, we wrote. And the weird part about it was that uh, the Bible says that Isaac reaped 100-fold in a famine because of his faith. And, and if, anyone remember the Fresh Water series? Y'all got to remember this stuff, man. Y'all getting so much word in this church. Oh, my God. Go back to that message. I wore the striped shirt for you. I took the button off right here. Showed you a little taco meat. That was for you, Trevor. That was the one I was like, dig, dig, dig. Y'all remember that? It's your favorite one. Take the shovel and dig, 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 dig. And I was getting stuck, so I had to stop. I'm like, where do I go from here? Back to my notes. But, but, but the Bible says that God told him, don't go to Egypt. The revelation in that is that Egypt had the Nile River. And so if you're going to go anywhere in a famine, go to where the money is and the water is and the resource. But the series was about the Holy Spirit having faith in obeying God. God said, I want to do the impossible. So don't go to the Nile River. Go inland where there is no water. What I'm going to call you to doesn't always make sense. But, 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 but you got to obey me. And then we use the analogy of the fob. I didn't clearly explain that. You're like, what was that about? The fob. I didn't explain it. It's faith. I, I did say this. Faith plus obedience equals blessing. And we said that that fob gives you access. A lack of faith, a lack of obedience leads you to emptiness. A foe. So do you want a fob or do you want a foe? Do you want a blessing or do you want something to oppose your progress this year? It's all about faith and obedience is the blessing. And so with all that, you know, we, he went inland and he trusted God and he dug and he had all this water. It, it, it sprung up, and um, he reaped 100-fold in a famine. And if we know anything about last year, last year was a famine, a spiritual famine. But he, he ended up on top through faith and obedience. The problem is that Satan has made obedience unsexy. I told y'all I wouldn't preach today, but I'm just being led. Satan has made obedience boring. But, but all of your blessing is, is locked in your obedience to God. And in this thing, let me drop this on your spirit. When, this thing about obeying God, this thing I love about a fast, a fast builds endurance in you. Y'all, I, I was in the checkout line yesterday. Checkout line. You know me. Day 20, every fast. I'm ready for day 21. My wife know me. I'd be wrong, sinning in my heart, <laughs> lusting for sugar and beef. I'd be wrong, y'all. Day 20 for the past 10 years. You know me. But I was proud. I got in the car yesterday. We, we went to Giant. 
And I'm like, I'm in the checkout line. I'm like, waiting, because this cat was taking forever to pay. I'm like, bro, pay. I, I got places to go. <laughs> and so I'm in the checkout line. <laughs> I wasn't listening, but, you know. <laughs> I'm having fun. Last service. Keep you in here forever. <laughs> and um, I turn around, and I look, because, you know, I was going hard body on the Reese's Cups before the fast. And I looked at it. Tomorrow is day 21, right after church. But I'm so glad God has done a work. Oh, my God, it was a miracle. I had no desire for that Reese's Cup. No desire. That's a whole revelation for you. I tell you what gets us in trouble, Ann. You don't even want it. God has set you free from certain things. But you just grab on it because it's convenient. Oh, y'all don't want to preach. You grab it because there's a void and, and there's an emptiness. But God done been set you free from alcohol. He been set you free from drugs. He been set you free from that knucklehead. You just grabbing him because he's there. Uh, I said I wouldn't. The studious people were like, God heard you. Where did we go from there? <laughs> Where did we go from there? Oh, here it is. First John 5. We'll get back into the message. Verse 14. And we are confident, here it is, that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, the Bible is very emphatic about this. When we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. The second blessing I want to encourage you with is, number two, God saw you. God saw you. Some of y'all, that ain't good news. Listen, it don't matter, man. <laughs> he see you anyway. Like, you got, you got on clothes. God, God see it all. You know what I mean? Ugh. X-ray vision, Superman. <laughs> Couldn't rub God's feet. Got it from the Lord. God saw you, though. Show of hands, fasting isn't easy, right? A lot of times you don't even feel like praying. You better put your hand down for that one. But, but God, God saw you, and he saw that it wasn't easy. And I love this promise in 1 Samuel, but you still leaned into it. 1 Samuel 16 says this, The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord, I love this, looks at the heart. So maybe you, you, you felt shamed or, or some condemnation because you broke your fast or you, you didn't wake up or you didn't read John or you didn't do all these spiritual things, but you did lean into God in this season. You, you, you prayed, you read the Bible a little bit more, and I just want to encourage you with this, this promise is that God, God saw it. God, God saw it, and he wasn't, per se, looking at your actions. He was looking at your heart's intention to, to, draw, to draw close unto him, okay? And the last promise here it is. Go ahead and write this down. Number three, God will honor your faith. He will honor your faith. Hebrews 11, 1 through 2 says this here. Faith, here it is, makes us sure of what we hope for. 
and gives us proof of what we cannot see with our physical eyes. I love this. It was their faith that made our ancestors pleasing to God. This is so key to understand, verse 6. But without faith, no one can please God. We must believe that God is real and that he rewards everyone who searches for him. Everyone. The thing that pleases God about faith is that it is abnormal for a human to believe that God is real because we can't see him. We can't touch him. We can't smell him. We can't feel him. We really can't talk like you and I get a chance to talk. So when you hear God, you hear him in your heart. You don't hear an audible voice. You hear him in your heart. And the thing that excites God is is that what, what, what you're doing when you exercise faith is that you're lifting up your belief unto a God that you should not have faith in. And he's like, oh, my God, they believe in me. They, they, they think I'm real. They, they become convinced and persuaded that I'm real and that I'm good, just like Jabez. Jabez skipped logic. He skipped the labels. He skipped the relationships. He skipped the brokenness. He skipped the dysfunction, and he went, he went straight to God. And, and that moved the Lord. That moved him. Lord, would you bless me? Lord, would you increase my territory? And another thing I love about Jabez is that he was selfish. You need to write this down. It's okay to be selfish with your faith. It's okay to be selfish with your requests. It moves God. It moves the Lord. I remember uh, two years ago, y'all have heard, some of y'all have heard the story before, but Judah wanted this watch, Gizmo watch. And um, he started at the top of 2019. It's one of my favorite stories. Uh, I'm going to tell him the story when I'm on my deathbed. He's going to be in his 60s. I'll be in my 90s. And like, son, you remember that Gizmo watch you wanted when you was four? He's going to be like, Dad, I don't. I have grandkids now, you know. <laughs> That's weird. Um <laughs> But when you're futuristic, you think in the future. Like, that's where I live. I, it takes a lot of the Lord's grace to keep me in the present. I think in, I think in the future for y'all. I, I don't see y'all the way that you are today. I, I see you blessed like Jabez. You, you, you want a, a pastor in a church like that, that has vision. But because if it comes from the top, it's going to flow into you. Come on, we can celebrate that. This is good. You going somewhere. Anyway, the gizmo watch. And he he would always say, January, Dad, my gizmo watch. We got to get my gizmo watch. We got to get my gizmo watch. Like, son, it's not your gizmo watch. February, we got to get my gizmo watch. My gizmo watch, Dad. When are we going? Get my March, April, May. We got to get my gizmo watch, Dad. It's my, my gizmo watch, Mom. June, July. We got to get my gizmo watch. And it's like, eventually, we just got tired of him asking for it. It's like that story that Jesus told in the Gospels. This woman kept bothering this judge. I want justice. I want justice. I want justice. And the judge was like, ah, she's just, a, leave her alone. She's 
poor. She ain't important. Leave her alone. She'll, she'll leave. She'll leave. She'll leave. She kept coming. I want justice. I want justice. I want justice. I want justice. And the judge is like, oh, my God, this woman is wearing me out. And he said in Matthew 7, Jesus, Matthew 7, 7 through 11, you need to commit this stuff to memory. And you need to work it out. He says, those who ask, those who seek, and those who knock, it will be answered, it will be found, and the door will be open. I want my gizmo watch. 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 And eventually, oh my gosh, she's catching it over here. And event, because some of y'all just sleepy, but she's catching it. She's gonna leave with a blessing. So eventually, what was on the inside of him, the faith that was on the inside of him, got on the inside of us. And it calls us to move on his behalf. Oh my God, y'all are not getting this. <laughs> y'all ain't getting this. And I, I get it. I get it. I get caught in that trap, too. It's kind of like, um, Lord, I asked you for that, and you did it. And I, you know what? I, I, I want to ask you for something big, but because you gave me that last thing, I, I'll leave you alone. Bye, Dad. Bro, if Judah J came to me like this, Dad, We know you gave us some water earlier, but can you please? My boy, stand up. Ask me for something. It's boring in this house. I want to do something. I want to go somewhere. I want to move. I want to spend a little money. Ask me for something. Do something. And, and, but this is the problem. You got the devil screaming at you. You got him screaming at you. You're broken. You, you broke your fast on day six. You, you didn't serve. You, you didn't. You weren't nice. You, you, you did that thing again and that relationship. You got the devil screaming out at you. And, and so when you come before God, you come with all this shame. And condemnation, you're like, oh, thank you, Lord, for another day. While the Holy Spirit is like, you know, I've been, I've been, in, I've been in prayer in this season. And personally, and I invite you into this, I haven't dreamed as big as I'm dreaming now. And the things we wrote this year, yeah, we're praying for the church, but we, we snuck some, some stuff in for us, too. It was like. Lord, you, you just did that thing. Like, you just did a hundredfold thing in our lives at the end of the year. But I'm asking for more, right? And so then you, you get into that prayer moment. It's like, uh, and, and, and if, you, if you just open your heart, open your soul to listen to the Holy Spirit, he, the devil is saying, don't ask. That's too big. God can't do that. He won't do that. Don't trust that. You're asking for too much. But the Holy Spirit is there and he's saying, ask again. Ask again. The devil's like, no, don't do it. Don't believe God for it. You're rotten. You're a sinner. The Holy Spirit's like, ask again. Love you. Got you covered. I'm ready to move. You have to know 
and distinct the difference between the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. You have to know your own voice. That's what I love about Jabez. He pressed through the label. He pressed through his own struggle. And he asked the Lord. And because of it, the Lord granted him his request. And so, but don't get this thing twisted because history believes, we can build this out. History believes that what Jabez was asking for was the spread of godliness in society. So Jabez was asking to grow him into a leader so that he could impact the world for God's glory. That's, that's the historical context behind it. So now this was years of Jabez walking with the Lord and requesting all the time. That's the thing about the Bible. It's only an executive summary. So you can't go away reading the story, ask God for something today, and tomorrow you don't get it, and you're heartbroken. No, no. This is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years until he calls you home to heaven. But he's going to honor your faith. Jesus only moves by faith. Here are some affirming statements from Jesus himself as we prepare to take communion and pray. Mark 5, 34 says this. He said to her, daughter, your faith, someone say that your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Here's Jesus again, Matthew 9. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord. We do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your, someone say this, it will happen. Jesus again, Mark 10, 52. And Jesus said to him, go for your, has healed you. Instantly, the man could see. And he followed Jesus down the road. I want to encourage you with this. You might even want to write this down. Don't exchange, don't exchange a moment of miracles for a lifetime of miracles. There is a miracle here in this story where the man receives his healing. But the greater miracle and what was going to set a trajectory of a life of miracles was the fact that he wholeheartedly followed Jesus after Jesus had healed him. Don't exchange a moment of healing for a lifetime of. Put your hands together if this is good and you know it's good. Stop playing church and follow the Lord so he can bless your life. Don't just want a blessing. Want a life of power. And it says this here, John eleven forty. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you finish this off? Believe. It's all about faith. It's not about knowing a lot of Bible. It's not about being a superstar prayer warrior. It's all about faith and trusting the Lord. 
Put your hands together for these, this threefold promise. God heard you. God saw you. God is going to honor your faith. Come on up, baby. Watch your step. All right. Praise the Lord. So what we're going to do now is, um, Isaac, you can take this. Thank you so much. So we're going to prepare our hearts to receive, thank you, communion. And, um, yeah. So we provided communion uh, on your chairs. If you could all stand to your feet and join us. Hallelujah. Wow. I just think it's so important to um, begin the year with a blessing. And uh, especially to seal a 21-day fast uh, with prayer. And um, if your first meal is going to be anything, but not the body and the blood. So um, I want to read this verse to us. Matthew 26, verse 26. says this, As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. Verse 27. And then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. Yeah, you can go ahead and start to open. Verse 28, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant, the promise, the relationship between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And so the bread we're, gonna, we're not going to take it, but just kind of teaching through it. The bread represents the body of Christ. And the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. So because of the stripes that he received before he went to Calvary's cross, you and I no longer have to be bound to sin or the curse of sin, which is death. So Jesus's body was struck so that we would get up during the resurrection and, and have a perfect body whenever we rise. So you don't have to be gripped by addiction, gripped by bad habits, gripped by depression. Christ died for your freedom. He was broken so that you don't have to be. And then the Bible says that his blood was shed. Right here we have juice, but it says that his blood was shed for the forgiveness and the remission of sin. Because life is in the blood, his blood had to be shed so that we would have life eternally through the forgiveness of sin. What we're going to do is we're going to pray. No, no, no. Yeah, we're going to pray together, right? We're going to pray, and um, then we're going to receive, okay? So let's, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much For living a perfect life, a sinless life. We bless you, God. We praise you. God, we thank you that your body was broken for our healing. We thank you, Lord, for the blood that was shed. And now, Lord, when you see us, you don't see our sin, but you see the blood of your son. And we thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.